Welcome back to Calling the Dogs with Chancy and Chi. Week one's in the books, my man. We got ourselves a W up in Nash Vegas. Sure did, sure did. Thirty to six. Uh, you sound a little tired there, Chancy. I wonder why. I am uh, very tired. Uh, Nashville is <laughs> Nashville is very far. <laughs> Did you have a good time? Drink a few? No, you didn't drink any beers, though, did you? Nope, nothing, nothing, nothing of the sort. Yeah, um, uh, we had a good, we had a good time in Nashville. It was, uh, it was fun, and uh, it was. <laughs> I was telling you beforehand, there was nothing but dogs in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and not just like on the main stuff, like on Broadway and around the game. Like every establishment I went into, like to eat like coming into town when we were leaving town dogs everywhere it was it was awesome uh it was pretty similar to um uh it was kind of like when we went to pretty similar little, little to Sanford stadium yeah it, well, it was exactly <laughs> like Sanford stadium uh but it was almost like when we went out to pasadena for the rose bowl and just every it was a little obviously on a bigger scale there but it was just everybody you ran into. There were dogs all over the place. You'd be in the gas station just telling somebody go dogs, and uh, and, and just and I love that kind of stuff. It's fun. Um, but uh, but Nashville was a good time. Uh, and then obviously going into the stadium, if you if you watched the game, you could tell that uh, it was 75 percent dogs in the stadium i mean it was man it was insane on the broadcast i don't know if it was just because the way that their you know sky cam was coming into the stadium but it looks like 90 percent. i mean it looked like an ungodly amount of dogs because everybody sky, i mean everybody sky. tries to wear uh, red right so that they stand out against the black yeah don't wear the black in vain but that's another thing too it's like you never know there might be some idiots that some dog fans that wore black who knows well you you they probably i don't know if they showed it on the broadcast but uh, well, Skycam wasn't lying because that there was only red in that stadium. And uh, but when the fourth quarter lights came on, everybody turned their phones on. It was—I mean, it was like a—it was like a teeny tiny Sanford Stadium. It was like <laughs> it was like a small, small one. But uh, but it, it was awesome. I mean, you could see all the players too. The players were like kind of looking around, and they'd be like tapping each other and like pointing around. And I mean. I, it, it had to be pretty cool for them. I, I, I saw an interview uh, with Jordan Davis the next day, and um, somebody I love asked him, him about it. Is, oh he, my God. is he not the man? <laughs> I love that kid. And uh, and they asked him about it, and he got so like giddy. He was like, "Oh man, it was awesome!" and all this kind of stuff. And uh, but it, it was cool. It, it was it was a fun atmosphere, and obviously we we beat the crap out of them. Um, but it was and so it was kind of a it was kind of a low stress game. Um, uh, for the most part, and so uh, it was just kind of fun to enjoy it. But I mean, tailgating around there, it was all <laughs> I saw like three Vandy tailgates around the whole stadium. It was just, it was, it was nuts. And, um, but it was fun. We had a good time. Sounds pretty similar to Tuck. No, it, it was actually, it was not far off, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, the, you know, Vanderbilt, I, I don't really know. I mean, their their number one sport, I would I would assume at this point is baseball. You know that that they actually win a national championship every like other year of baseball, uh, which you know good for them. I mean, that's a big time sport. But football is just not. I mean, I I could see them getting better under uh, what's his face 
Who's who's that coach? Derek Mason. Yeah, Derek Mason. Uh, I could see them getting better under them, but uh, as one of our friends Brooks uh, pointed out in his write-up for, uh, I think he writes up for Dog Post, I believe, something like that. Um, he basically, you know, said that maybe within the next five years, Derek Mason may, might be the defensive coordinator for the Georgia Bulldogs because you know him and Kirby are so close. Obviously, he's a good coach, but I mean, you're you're working with limited talent there, so. Uh, you can only go so far. Also, the fan base is just, I mean, you, you got to win to get the fans in it, and then it all kind of works together, but you got to win first. <laughs> and uh, I don't think they've well, won jack squat. Well, the logistics of their stadium were horrendous. Navigating the stadium, I missed the first, I almost missed the first touchdown um, trying to get into the stadium because they just, I don't know what it was, but they just couldn't. They were not used to having people in their stadium, <laughs> and so, and yeah. apparently the the alcohol sales, that whole deal was atrocious. Apparently, they I think they just stopped selling it. They're like, we'll tr- we'll try again next week or something like that, <laughs> and so they just like gave up on it. So I was about um, to ask you if you got one. Did you get one? No, I would have missed the game. Yeah. So it, it was it was that it was that ridiculous. I mean, I didn't get food or anything. Um. So uh, somebody behind me almost missed a whole quarter. Uh, it was it was rough. So we I, I avoided all concessions in the stadium. We we got some Greek at uh, some some gyros at a random place uh, uh, downtown after that. But um, but it was it was a, it was a fun time. We had a we had a good had a good trip. We're trying um, to be culture cultural, dude. <laughs> Why didn't you get any hot chicken? Did you get some hot chicken? Oh, we definitely got some hot chicken first yeah. night. We got there and it was so good. So freaking good. I was reg- I, I wasn't regretting it, but it was fighting me for the next 72 hours. <laughs> but I didn't let it beat me. <laughs> good. I, it won some battles, but it didn't win the war. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I don't know if I would have tested it. I mean, unless I, if I got there on Thursday night, it was same for the whole weekend. Uh, or, or like Sunday night or something, like way after the game. But if I ate it anywhere within 10 hours of Sunday, I mean, Saturday, uh, would have been a bad idea for me. Uh, so kudos for you i um i was wondering about the beer thing because everything i read online everybody was either waiting in line for somewhere between 30 and minutes and an hour to get a damn beer and that's just simply not worth it i don't think i even saw one like now that i'm i mean i really wasn't looking but i don't even think i saw anybody with one well it's in my opinion the only way that you can actually sell beer in a stadium and it actually you know appeal to the masses is like you can't just have just draft beer you got to sell the beer like in aluminum bottles or something um in uh you know in the concourses and all that stuff so but i'm not the person that has to figure that crap out so to each their own uh hey by the way i did want to make sure i give a a a solid shout out to brooks tilly the name of the website is actually dogsports.com it's not dog post dog post is some other publication so dogsports.com um yeah, I uh, I didn't have to fight any lines for any kind of beer uh, or anything like that. I did not go to the game, but I did enjoy it lakeside. And hell, by the time by the time the game rolled around, I I didn't really even want any more beer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were just enjoying the lake. Beautiful weather. Um, vastly different to what they're experiencing down by the you know uh, on the Gulf Coast or not the Gulf Coast, excuse me, on the Atlantic Coast. Um, so thankfully that hurricane is, is not coming inland on, uh, Georgia, but, uh, you know, prayers for everybody that's in its path. But, uh, 
yeah, we had beautiful weather and couldn't have asked for couldn't ask for a better day with family and friends and uh Austin did some wings and a butt on the grill and man, we nice. had a good old time. <laughs> so nice, nice. Can't complain on that. It sounds like we both had some some good eating. But um well let's uh let's hop into the week. Uh some Kind of a, uh, I guess, a quick injury report. Uh, if you didn't know that Karis Jackson uh, broke his hand, uh, and it sounds like he broke a few bones in his hand. Hadn't gotten many details on that, but uh, and we did, you did confirm that it was the fumble. Whenever uh, he went down to go after the fumble, yeah, that's that's what it said in the Dog Nation article. So I, I, I guess that's correct. I don't know. Like we said earlier, you read anything on the internet, you never know if it's true or not. Um, but yeah, it said, it said that whenever he fumbled, yeah, whenever he caught that ball and he fumbled, it was whenever the injury occurred. Well, he, uh, he's out for Kirby said, kind of said flippantly three to four weeks. I don't really know what that means. I mean, that was also right after it had happened. So, uh, not sure on the, on, on what the timeline is there, but he will be out. Uh, so we'll, that'll open the spot for some more guys to step up and, um, and make a play. But we did want to make sure we said that. Man, back in the day, they'd just club that thing up and say, "Hey, man, good luck." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, I I think you know, take take. He needs to take his time and get healed up. We're gonna need him later, you know, later in the season. I mean, right now, uh, as you know, next man up in this situation. Uh, I mean, obviously Demetrius, who played very well on Saturday. Demetrius is gonna take the majority of the snaps in the slot position, and he did so on Saturday. But now behind him, instead of Kyrus, I think it's going to be uh, Dominique Blaylock, who we talked about a lot in season preview and expect a lot out of as a true freshman this year. I, was did he see the field on Saturday? Do you remember? I, I don't even know if he. I don't even know if he got out there. Uh, to be honest, uh, because we really just didn't throw the ball much, so he never really looked at receivers who were on the yeah, field. Yeah, he doesn't have a recorded reception. Um, so I'm assuming he didn't see the field. He definitely well, didn't catch. He definitely didn't catch the ball. Yeah, he he may have gotten out there for a running play or two. Um, Dominique is, you know, I think the only thing that people say about him is that he's a little on the slower side as as far as top speed goes. But everybody says that his route running is as crisp as it can be, high agility, very quick, and I mean the guy's just smart. He's a smart football player. So if he's willing to block. He's going to see some playing time. Um, I mean, we saw, I mean, it looks like we have eight different receivers, including the tight ends, uh, catch a pass. And actually, Brian Herrien had one, too. So, five different actual wide receivers. So, uh, we're, we're, we're spreading the ball around. Oh, yeah. No, no worries about that. So, we'll uh, we'll touch on that here in, in, in a little bit. But before we get to, uh, <laughs> to our game, there were some, there were some uh, things happening around the uh, Southeastern Conference that were. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good word to uh, uh, describe it, but um, uh, poo poo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They stunk it up, man. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, our not so friends uh, up in Knoxville. <laughs> what an embarrassment. Top, baby. Go Panthers. Yeah, for real. I mean, upsets of the century over the past few years. What? Are they, who did they beat in the Mar- in March Madness a few years ago? Oh, shoot. Michigan, was can't. it Michigan State? Maybe so. Maybe it was. I can't remember. But they're they're always around, man. They're, uh, they had a horrible team last year. Just yeah. awful. 
and uh, and went went into Knoxville and and just beat up on them. Like that score was not representative of that game. There at one point they were down like um, fifteen <clears throat> points, wasn't it? It was yeah. like thirty. It was thirty-eight to twenty-three at one point for Georgia State. I mean, just absolutely <clears throat> ridiculous. And, I didn't. Uh, I didn't see the whole thing, but I I saw the end, and I was like, okay, well, you know, towards the end, Tennessee. I thought they were going to kind of take over. I mean, Georgia State scored four, seventeen points in the fourth quarter. Yeah. You don't just. I mean, that's not like a okay. The team got lucky in the first half or whatever, and like got up and just happened to coast it out like this this team was fighting to the end and was like just taking it to tennessee you got you gotta love that and i don't know who their coach is but he deserves raise just based off of that (laughs) (laughs) well there was another uh the clip from i don't forget how many years ago it was now of uh, the two florida players uh blocking each other and uh, there was one this (laughs) in that game two tennessee players just tackling each other (laughs) was it really oh god yeah (laughs) <laughs> it was more of a kind of a – it was a it – I can't remember if he came off a block or something. or he, I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't as bad as the Florida one, but it was still pretty bad. And um, just very representative of uh, of that. <laughs> God dang, man. Pruitt uh, is just sucking it up. I mean, damn. Well, so. yeah. I, I mean, you inherit a dumpster, dumpster fire, you're, you're just keep – you just keep fanning the flame sometimes, and Pruitt's just not doing himself any favors. Uh, you can't – I mean, he he's just not going to come in and fix that thing overnight, but at the same time, there's no excuse you gotta, you for gotta losing that. you got to beat Georgia State. That, there's zero excuse. That team lo- – all right, so I just, I'm looking at their 2018 schedule. They, they won two games, uh, one against Kennesaw State, who just started their football program, which so did Georgia State, but I mean Kennesaw State's like literally like three years old, four years old, and then West, uh, excuse me, and then Louisiana Monroe. Every other team be, pretty much beat the crap out of them, and they play. I think they play in the Sun Belt. I mean, these teams aren't good that beat them. <laughs> I mean, with the exception of like Appalachian State and Georgia Southern, like everybody else is, you know, a Coastal Carolina, Texas State, so. Um, you're talking pretty much the bottom of the barrel in terms of opponents, but then also this team is bad. Then they go into Neyland Stadium and beat Tennessee, and they get paid almost a million dollars to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I had a great time. I, I was I was enjoying that thoroughly. Uh, but they weren't the only ones to uh, to screw the pooch, if you will. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Mizzou uh, lost to Wyoming. Um, which is just baffling. Uh, old, um, oh, shoot, what's his name? I'm already blanking out. Uh, I'm off the court, <laughs> Kelly the Bryant. Kelly, Kelly Bryant. Bryant, God bless. <laughs> he's, so, he's already so irrelevant, I can't remember his name. Uh, you know what's crazy? His, is he actually had a really good game. He threw 30, he's 31 for 48 for 423 yards and two touchdowns. And their defense must suck this year because they let, still let up 37 points against the Wyoming team. The average, I think, like, like literally like 20 points per game, if not less than that, last year. I'm going to look that up. So while you're talking about I'm going to look that up. Well, it's just, I mean, these are just games. And, and the fact that we had multiple versions of this is very telling. Um, obviously, I don't know what year uh, the coach is over, over at uh, Mizzou. I don't know what year he is, but um, I think he's yeah, been he's, there for four, four or five years. Yeah, I believe he's, he's on he's on the way out. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that, that, that's that's pretty much done. Um, I mean, 
really all these coaches are on the hot seat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's you just can't you can't do that uh, by by any means because then uh, you, you those stats for <laughs> Kelly is just and then for them to just lose like I don't know it's and they also I don't, had, I don't, I don't, their I don't leading rusher also had 120 yards so I I don't know it's all right. I apologize. That's the Wyoming running back ran for 120 yards on Missouri. Uh, by the way, I do have their their points per game for last year was 20.7. So a Good team gosh. that produced 20.7 points a game in 2018 on average beat Missouri and scored 37 points in doing so. Um, New year, I really man. and I really thought that Missouri was going to have a pretty stout defense that's coming coming into this year. Their defensive line is always like sneaky good somehow, and um, yeah, well, it's sure usually enough. just pretty. It's usually just pretty experienced. I mean, that's usually what yeah. it ends up ends up being. But um, but man, they were asleep, and then that also leads up to uh, what happened in uh, in uh, to our folks up in Columbia, the Cox. <laughs> uh, yeah. They. <laughs> They got beat by Matt. They they got the Mac attack, man. Yeah. <laughs> Mac Brown went and beat uh, South Carolina. I think they were up twenty to twenty to zero or twenty to three at one point. Uh, South Carolina was, and then they just didn't score again. They couldn't score again. And, yeah, and yeah. North they, Carolina they, they, came back and put it to them. Looks like North Carolina uh, scored. Yeah, they scored fifteen points in the fourth quarter. Until then, they had only had field goals. They had a field goal in the first three quarters. And then South Carolina, like you said, just stopped scoring North Carolina. Didn't they have some crazy play or blocked blocked punt or something like that? I don't. I didn't get to see the whole ball game. But <clears throat> there's just no excuse. I mean, North Carolina is another team. I'm pretty sure last year they won like three or four ball games. They were terrible. I mean, of course, Mac Brown comes in there, and he's a legendary coach, but he's also old. <laughs> I <Yeah>. mean, <laughs> How good can this guy actually be? Uh, so I'm kind of thinking, okay, South Carolina's going to roll over him. In fact, I had, had like a, a, a tiny little wager on South Carolina. And sure enough, I was like, oh, throw that in the in the garbage. <laughs> they suck. Will Muschamp's blown up on the sidelines. And hell, I mean, you look at the East as a whole. Of course, we beat Vanderbilt. But there really was not another team of the East that performed well. Florida was... I mean, playing against a terrible Miami team looked like garbage. Uh, Kentucky beat Toledo 28-24, to but that was like, I'm pretty sure I saw that ballgame was tied like halfway through the third quarter or something like that. I mean, it was a close game. I mean, it's just, what in the world is going on with the Eastern teams? And I mean, even some of the Western teams, Memphis beat Ole Miss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was ugly too. That Miss, was... Mississippi State led... Uh, I think it's Louisiana Lafayette is the Raging Cajuns. Is that them? Mm, yeah. Uh, they let them score twenty eight on them, and they uh, they only won by ten points. So, all in all, holy hell, <laughs> Arkansas only beat Portland State by a touchdown. <coughs> it, did Portland State just start their football team this year? I don't know it, who that it, is. It doesn't matter if they did or not. <laughs> what what is going on? I mean, it's. It's a bad time time for the SEC, man. I mean, it's just a, it's a rough. And I think, well, especially on the East, those teams in the East, like, and really, I'm kind of looking at Pruitt and Muschamp. Those guys are just not leaders, man. I mean, everywhere they go, there's always there's like the 
the talk of like it being a toxic environment and and there's mm-hmm. not like building guys up and making guys better and and guys wanting to be around um around the program and uh and so i i, mean, I think you're just seeing that like in, in the part of that is the constant turnover uh in the position and guys not being able to to create a to create a culture uh, but i mean it's part of it you just got to come in and be able to establish that kind of that mindset from the from the get yeah, and uh, they're just—they're not doing that. Uh, these these guys and these coaches. So, um, like talking about Mac Brown, I mean, he may be old, but the guy set the standard. He set a culture and didn't let them let them back down. And uh, he, he's been—he's been on the big stages uh, with Muschamp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ironically, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but uh, but so I mean, it's it's interesting. But I'm just I, I'm all weekend on the whole long weekend and on the way back home. Uh, I was just thanking God uh, that I, we got our boy Kirby, and we got <laughs> we don't have well, to worry no, I mean, about that crap. Yeah, man. this is scary. You're you're exactly right. You got to find the right guy who's going to be able to come in, and he has to be. I mean, you know, Kirby. I mean, obviously, we struggled in his first year whenever he was here, um, but at the same time, you immediately felt a shift in the mindset and the mentality, and the, you know, the work ethic and the program. And so you got to find a guy who's going to be able to win in year one with guys that he didn't recruit. And a guy like Mac Brown can probably do that. Like, he's a good enough coach. You know, certain coaches can do that. Kirby was able to win a little bit, but, I mean, it was immediate, though. Once he got a little bit under his belt, I mean, then we had the number one recruiting class in the country, or number three, something like that. I mean, it was just, I mean, just immediate results on the recruiting path. So, I mean, you gotta. It's kind of like what I said earlier. You know, you gotta win to get fans in it, and then fans will get in it. And they'll start giving more money, and then you start to be able to build a program. And uh, it's just, you know, you gotta start with something. And uh, a lot of these guys, especially a guy like Pruitt, comes into Tennessee. I mean, they have the fan base, obviously, but as far as the football program goes, I mean, how many years has Tennessee been irrelevant? It was like we were talking about Florida the other day. I'd say Tennessee's been irrelevant since. They went to the to the SEC championship when we should have gone in 2007, and I would say probably a couple years after that, maybe 2009. Since then, they've been pretty irrelevant. The Dooley years. Since the Dooley years, well. <laughs> which is a nice oh a nice oh I thought you were talking about the Vince Dooley, the Derek Dooley years. I was like I was like oh, I don't know, dude. They kind of kicked our ass in the nineties, but uh, no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. Yeah, see, I did. I was making a transition, and you really blew it. Oh uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> dude, I'll never forget those orange pants. <laughs> Lord oh, yeah. gracious. He, he tried his. Uh, oh shoot! Before we move on, um, uh, Hugh Freeze coached uh, Liberty from a hospital bed in the press box. Like, and they didn't score a single point. I mean, they obviously are going to lose that game when their head coach is in a hospital bed in the press box. But anyway, figured we just needed what to. What a doofus. I mean, he, come he on. Fe- freeze is a joke. Oh, yeah. Just, just. I mean, that was point. a, that was a publicity stunt. In oh, my, opinion. my God. I mean, the guy's wearing his freaking, I mean, I was, I listened to some, uh, like somebody interviewed about it earlier and they were like, He's in his freaking hospital gown. Like the guy could have put on a polo and been, or like, you know, probably set up in the bed or, like, just sit in a chair. Like you look like an idiot. Uh, yeah, it was a uh, it was a joke for sure. But anyway, I thought about that. 
But, but no, um, I'm glad you did. I mean, there's a lot of. I mean, there were some notable things that that happened from the weekend. It's just all in all was just not near the slate that we're used to. I mean, I feel like the last two or three years on the opening weekend have been incredible football games. Um, I mean, did you watch most of the Oregon Auburn game or some of them? Shoot, I, you were in the freaking stadium whenever that was. Yeah, going on. I, we we were watching the uh, somebody pulled it up on their phone and was streaming it kind of on their last drive, but we we missed the last or the last couple drives and we missed like the touchdown pass and all that. But, it reminded me a lot of. Do you remember whenever LSU beat Auburn back in two thousand seven? Uh, yes. Er, yes. Uh, not. Er, I almost said Urban Meyer. Gosh, uh, Les Miles. Remember he like. Should have spiked the ball or taken a timeout or something, but they just wound up deciding to throw the ball with like five seconds left. Yeah, and it, and like if the guy hadn't called it, it probably would have just landed on the on the uh, ground incomplete, and the time was out kind of yeah. thing. It was like eight seconds left, eight or nine seconds left when they snapped that last ball, and I was like, "What the hell are they doing?" Like if that guy doesn't catch that, or if he th- what if he throws a pick there? But I was just like, "You're clearly in football. I mean, football and field goal range. Like just kick the field goal." But no, oh, freaking Gus had to be Gus and throw the ball to the end zone. But I was hoping Oregon would beat their ass. But you yeah. can only sometimes you can only hope. But you know what? That means that they stay undefeated long enough to get their ass kicked by the dogs. So there we go, there we go. That's let's hope it happens. Um, let's uh, unless there's anything else. I mean, Alabama, they did their business. LSU looks really good. Um, Joe Burrow and Tua, uh, both of those guys had really good games. Uh, oh, also, I want to note, this will get some of our guys uh, fired up, but uh, the the big transfers of the season, three of which, that well, three that, there was really four big transfers, but I'm not going to count Tate Martell. Uh, Jalen Hurts threw like for like 520-something yards or like was accounted for like all-purpose. Uh, Jacob Eason had like an incredible game through for like 300 yards and like three touchdowns and Justin Fields had like four touchdowns in the first half. So all these guys, you know, transferring elsewhere, playing a different, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, most of them were playing cupcakes, but, uh, you know, we'll, yeah, if, you, we'll... if you watched, if you watched fields, I, I, well, we had, I got the game up, the Ohio state game, we were watching it and, um, his first two or three touchdowns, like there wasn't a defender on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I watched some highlights and I was like every highlight I was like there's nobody near him like <laughs> like <laughs> I mean we could throw that football <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I mean he could have taken a nap back there and then got back up and threw the ball 10 seconds later uh, so anyway yeah I know there's there was definitely some there's definitely some caveats there but all you know three of the big ones they all had really good ball games so It'll be interesting to see that, how that plays out whenever they actually start to play. I mean, let, don't get me wrong. Houston's defense may be the worst in the country, including teams like Georgia State and Texas State. Like, they're terrible. So, I don't know if you watched that ball game on Sunday, but I was freaking sick as hell, so I had to watch something. It hurt. Yeah. Um, I was, anyway, we'll, we'll not go there. But anyway, um, yeah, let's just move on to the – Oh, what uh, big news this weekend about the announcement? Do you know any of the details about the uh, Dooley Field deal? I have no no idea. I just know that they're doing it. So I'm guessing at the uh, pregame they're gonna dub uh, the it'll be Dooley Field in Sanford Stadium or 
whatever, however you say that, but um, they're naming it after the great Vince Dooley. So uh, if you're going to be at the game, obviously want to. I, I, I guess they're going to do it pregame, so definitely want to be there in time to watch that happen because it'll be awesome. Obviously, we don't have to talk about who uh, Vince Dooley is and what he has accomplished because the man, uh, his reputation speaks for itself. Yeah, but, if um, you don't yeah, know this... who Vince Dooley is, then you need to turn this podcast off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's well worth it, and uh, it's definitely due. So, do you um, do you? I mean, do you, do you feel either? I mean, do you have an opinion either way on it? Like, do you do you like it, or do you wish they just kept it Sanford Stadium? Or, I I mean, I like it. I, I think um, I I, I think it. Sh- I, I for some reason, I mean, I kind of felt like something like that was going to happen, uh, and, and I, I I'm not. I'm not mad about it by any means. Um, I feel like uh, all his contributions over the years definitely warrants that um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I and also think that the way that they kind of pushed him out as AD back in the day, um, you know, they need to, to kind of needed to kind of repay him uh, and you know honor him in the way that he should be honored. So. I you know I like it I like it it's just kind of some, I didn't really expect it to happen but you know it, at least it's uh, a legendary coach and not some scrub so yeah uh, definitely. I mean if they like named it after some like big donor I would be pissed like that would be right stupid. yeah I mean if it was something like that then yeah definitely be pissed but um, I think uh, I think they 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 made the right call there yeah um, and then uh, let's see ah well. Let's just uh, let's just dive on into the Vandy recap. I uh, tell you one thing, man. I'll go ahead and give you my player of the player of the game, in my opinion. On uh, well, I'll just say period. I thought he played extremely well, and our buddy Caleb uh, he kind of pointed this out on our group text. But man, <clears throat> Aziz Ojulari, number thirteen, that kid was everywhere. I mean, I don't know exactly how many tackles he had, uh, and I can, you know, be more observant and look at that. But, man, yeah, so he had six tackles. He had half sack and a half tackle for loss. But, man, I swear he was at every – like every point of contact, he was there. So uh, he's he's my number one player of the game right now. Yeah, I mean, I think um, – I mean, there's a couple that are, that are easy stand standouts, but um, – like on the uh, offensive side of the ball, but uh, obviously Swift, Swift looked deadly. Um, I mean, the guy looked phenomenal. Uh, really, our running backs in general looked great. Uh, but um, I think I think offensive was a pretty pretty good, just kind of across the board. Um, Speaking of running backs, how awesome was it to be in the stadium whenever Zeus got on the field? Oh man, we everybody was wait. well first off we couldn't nobody could find him everybody was yeah. like looking for him like trying to see him on the sideline and um and then when he finally came out everybody was pumped man yeah it, the stadium erupted it was uh it, it was it was pretty cool um and then every time he got the ball you could the the, the zoos was like yeah. going across yeah. and it was uh and the and the players i don't know if you could see this but the players were um were, were pumping it up like they were whenever yeah. you hear the Zeus chant like they were the players would kind of throw their arms in the air trying to get the crowd to keep it going Gosh, so I mean awesome. it was uh it was really cool and uh and it was exciting to see him exciting to see him play um I mean for me uh, uh you want to start offense or defense because I got I got thoughts on both 
Hey, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, just wherever well, you want to start. Sorry. Well, let's 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 go. Uh, I'll, I'll start with offense. I mean, obviously, we're talking about running backs. I thought uh, every I thought everybody uh, ran well. Obviously, I, I like the giving Harry in the start. Uh, I, I like that move, um, and uh, he played well, uh, kind of taking that bruiser role, and um, and really kind of in our short yardage situations, putting him in. The guys put on some weight. Uh, the, the man's he's become a big man, and um, and uh, thought he ran the ball well. Uh, Swift was his vision was just phenomenal. Um, he kind of going back and watching the game, you can see him following the blocks, and then when his lane popped open, the way he could take off and just cut and just mm-hmm. go to f- like zero to full speed in in absolutely no time, um, made guys look childish out there. And um, I mean, he made it look easy. I mean, it yeah. was incredible how, how, like, one, how efficient he was, but how it was just like, man, this is a child's play. <laughs> yeah, it was ridiculous. And um, and, and even when the line, we, we kind of had some spots that uh, the line would, would cave on the on the run, uh, open up the run. Uh, they were making they were making plays, man. Um, and Zeus, obviously, the the punch out ball. I mean, that was kind of a the guy timed it really well and punched the ball out on the fumble. But um, obviously, don't want to give him too many carries. But they getting to see him run you could see some of that strength and uh what he's going to be able to do once we can kind of get it in his hands some more um and obviously cook too cook did well uh so running back wise i thought i thought it looked i thought we looked really good man i i was really impressed with obviously with deandre everybody expects that from him uh, zamir came in and i think his first carry he just kind of punched it up the gut a little bit and I mean I, I think he only had like three or four yards but you could tell he immediately was like I'm back <laughs> you know no. he he wanted to make sure his name was known he averaged 10.2 yards per carry because he had that big one that went, went for like 30 yards or so uh or close to it unfortunately obviously having the ball punched out I really thought that you know I don't know if you watched the broadcast of that play um but I really thought he was about to break out and just leave that guy in the dust um I don't want to say he's, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you he's, like, lost a step or anything like that, but it does give me a little bit of concern, you know. Like, I really thought that, like, you were going to start to see separation right there real quickly and then him just say, you know, bye-bye, I'm out of here. But, um, you know, obviously he had just cut out right there. He, he had been – I think he just shook off a couple guys anyway. So, uh, I'm not trying to be hard on the fella, but I, I just hope that he keeps that same speed that he had back in, you know, a couple years ago. Um I thought that Harrion plays exactly how we need to him to play, exactly where he left off against Texas. You know, against yep. Texas, he was like the only guy that was putting his heart in, into every carry, and then comes out here and it looks like, oh God, he's gonna kill someone on the first couple of carries. So um, Harrion played his role, and that's gonna way he's gonna. I mean, he's probably gonna do that for the rest of the year. I mean, one thing I thought that was really interesting, and I'm sure you noticed this. Is you know we we got in several sets where we had d- double tight ends, and then Herring was in a three point stance uh, with like maybe a three yards off the quarterback mm-hmm. um, instead of the usual like you know five yards or so. Uh, so I really thought that, that was interesting. I don't think it. I don't know if it really bodes well unless we have a blocker in the backfield, but I'm not the expert. So uh, <laughs> I mean. You know, if it works, it works. So, um, I mean, I thought it was interesting and a nice change of pace. Uh, and uh, so we'll see where that one, you know, con- where that formation continues to develop. And then uh, James Cook's James Cook's play 
where he stretched the field and then just cut up. That kid doesn't, like, I swear when you watch him, you're like, he's not running. But he's really fast. But he's not running. <laughs> but how is he that fast? It doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I went back and watched the replay over and over. And the guy's not short. I mean, excuse me, the guy is short. Like, he's not tall. So it's not like his strides are long enough to where he can, like, just kind of stride it out and he's actually moving really fast. Like, he's somehow just kind of floats. And I just, I'll never not be impressed by it. <laughs> Oh yeah, well I'm pumped to see what Coley's going to do with him. I I I think um I I think we're going to see some fun stuff. Obviously he's kind of a he's he's like Miko with a little more running back to him. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and that's kind of I think that spot that will because there's a lot of a lot of sets where we we're putting him uh putting out uh, him out wide and um with with Harry at running back or uh, somebody else at running back. So um I think uh. Cole is going to have a heyday with him, and um, yeah, he's too athletic to keep keep off the field. Like oh we, my God, we have to have him in there somewhere. Absolutely. So I, I I was excited about it, and obviously we ran the guys a bunch. I think we ran the ball like forty times, um, or something like that, um, compared to throwing the ball. Uh, I think Fromm passed it twenty three times. If that's what I saw correctly, yeah, twenty twenty three um, times. Yeah. So he didn't uh, he didn't really have to uh, blow anybody's stats up, and um, the guy like. We just did. We didn't. Well, the offense got stagnant. We stopped throwing the ball down the field, but there really wasn't a need to do anything extra. I mean, it was just, mm-hmm. just kind of. Once we kind of got to where we were, we kind of, we took our foot off the gas. Obviously, that was intentional, uh, and to not because I mean, Fromm really stopped throwing the ball down the field. I mean, it was all kind of dink screens, um, quick little crossing routes. I mean, little little things like that. Well, you also uh, have to factor in. I mean. He threw that ball to Kyrus, and I mean, if it that would have been a touchdown eventually, you know. Right. I don't know if it would have been a throwing touchdown, but I mean, a lot of people were kind of looking, sitting back and looking at this score and being like, "We didn't beat them as much as we should have." And it's like, well, look, listen. First of all, you hold any SEC opponent to six points, you're doing something right. Uh, but second of all, a 24, 24 point victory is that's pretty damn good. And then we would have scored another touchdown right there. You know, maybe you know, maybe that negates a field goal, so it would have been thirty-four. Maybe it would have been thirty-seven. So, whatever, like whatever makes you feel good. Imagine that the score was like that, because guess what? We didn't move. I'm not talking to you about this. Talking about the fans, but I mean, we didn't move back in the polls. I think there's nobody on the team that thinks, okay, we did everything that we could. All these guys. I mean, Kirby's got all these guys same mentality. It doesn't matter what the score is. They're gonna try. To, to play 100, 110% every time, full effort, full intensity. I don't. I just get pissed off when people are like, "The score didn't look good." I'm just like, "Come on, man." Who gives a Who gives a rip? Yeah. Well, and the and the offensive line. I mean, obviously, and going back and watching the broadcast, I just kept talking about like this line being toted as the best offensive line in the country and all this kind of stuff. Um, it was definitely like wasn't perfect by any means. Uh, I don't think we. Uh, there was a couple of times Jake was under pressure uh, and just kind of guys just blowing by him. Um, and a couple of times that the run blocking kind of kind of wasn't that great. Uh, but, I mean, that was being very nitpicky. Uh, the guys yep. played guys played really well, um, and I'm excited to them to get some chemistry and um, got a couple of weeks to, to get that all figured out. But, oh, uh, oh the, the Cleveland Mays debate that we had uh, – 
last time or time before last, uh, still in full effect. Uh, both guys, both guys played well, um, in my opinion. And, um, and so I'm excited to see how that kind of plays out. But, um, but yeah, they, they did great. And, and I even talked about it on the, on the broadcast. And I think we talked about it too. Our offensive line is lean. Those guys are not, they, they ain't, they ain't tubby. Them boys is just big <laughs> and, um, and they are fast too. So, I mean, I thought they played well. They did. They definitely did. And the funny thing, you, you say that, uh, I mean, actually, two of our guys, I think it was Trey Hill and Andrew Thomas, graded out for, you know, pro football focus, graded out in the top two or top spot um, for their position. So, I mean, whenever you got guys that are, I mean, grading out, basically, you know, just blocking down field, getting the pancakes, they get different points for different things. I don't know how, you know, all the equation works and all that, but uh, they're professionals, so this is what they do. Uh, so I, I mean, I was really impressed with everybody. Uh, Trey Hill had a few. For instance, whenever we were close to the goal line, it was a it was goal line play, and we were in that same formation that I mentioned earlier. Whatever Harry Harry is like a little bit closer to from. Um, it, there was one of those plays that Trey Hill got blown off the ball pretty bad, and I, I don't know if that's just guy the guy got leverage or something like that, but. There was a couple times where they got in the backfield, especially at the end of the second quarter. I felt like they were getting back there a little bit more. Um, but all in all, I mean, the guys played incredibly well. Isaiah Wilson picked off, picked up right where he left off, just being a bully. I mean, that guy is somehow like, you know, a five-star guy who's been like incredible for us, you know, the past two years is somehow being overshadowed on the line. I mean, that's, that's, we're, we got a wealth of riches here. Oh, yes. And and I'm not complaining about it by any means. So I thought overall offensive line played really well. Something I thought that was really interesting is I was just looking at the receiving stats. Uh, I didn't realize that Tyler Simmons didn't catch a ball. He had, yeah, so he had a couple like rushes, but apparently he didn't have a catch. I don't know if I'm just, I don't know if ESPN is just wrong, but I don't, no. I guess he didn't have a catch. Did I don't have, remember uh, if he did. He had a, uh, well, I guess, did he have an end around? Yeah, I mean, I know he had, he had that end around that went for for I mean, pretty good ways. Yeah, so he had a he had a nine yard run on the, on that end around, and that's that's the one play I'm thinking of. But now that I think about it, I'm like, I yeah, guess I guess he, I he didn't caught have the, a reception. Well, he got he had some punt returns. And he had that big punt return, so that might have been kind of what we're what we're thinking about. But yeah, he had the, he had a couple punt returns um, that went went for a good good ways um but uh yeah i guess so i mean we were we're dishing it out all over the place i mean uh we targeted pickens at one time uh in the end zone and had that pass interference the guy it was going to be a touchdown the guy had to just grab his arm and yank him or he would have or pickens would have scored um so that that happened um also you remember you know that big play that front the long toss that from this would have put him over 200 the, uh, the long toss that from through to Demetrius got called yeah. back, yeah. Uh, which w- wasn't a touchdown play, but it was, it was a I beautiful mean, throw. It was like a sixty-yard bomb. This thing was gone. <laughs> it was on the it was on the money too. Hit him in yeah. stride. I mean, it was it was beautiful. Demetrius had a had a great game. Uh, kind of uh, even that that ball would have given him even even more yards. Um, but uh, and so how many did uh, how many did he have? 
passing, uh, receiving, rah, rah, rah. Demetrius had, he had 23 yards receiving. He had that, the beautiful, he had that good, t- from put that ball right on the way, that first touchdown throw. Um, would have had that long ball, but I thought Demetrius played well, kind of starting to establish himself as a go-to guy. Um, really How just about spread- this? You know, his first two touches as a Georgia Bulldog both went for touchdowns, <laughs> one being a rush play and one being a, uh, a receiving I play. wonder if, uh, I wonder if uh, anybody else holds that stat, uh, because uh, that's 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 pretty awesome. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm excited I'm excited I'm excited for him to to start playing uh, and uh, start to target him more. Uh, yeah. Especially when we get in these bigger games, he's gonna he's gonna make some moves. So we got. I mean, looking at this list, man, the the tight ends and everybody, all the receivers, I thought blocked just really well on the outside um, on our big on our running plays. The guys were our tight ends were all over the place. I mean, blocking. Um, I, I thought they did did really well. Um, and so, uh, so I, it, I receiving wise, I was excited. Uh, the guys, uh, we didn't show off a ton, but I, I, I was excited to see our ball distribution, um, guys making plays. Simmons had that one ball that he had to go up high for on that third down that kind of went right between his hands. And I was like, he, yeah. he, he could have, I, I think he could have mm-hmm. got that. And I think he, he knows that he wanted that one back. Um, but really, I mean, Fromm looked good. We didn't. We didn't show anything off. I mean, we weren't flashy. We just weren't. No. We weren't. There's no no need to. I mean, we just. Um, well, we didn't. We didn't. You know, it's like you said. We didn't try to extend the field in the second half. Uh, and I, you know, I, I don't know if this really played into it, but you know, Kirby and Derek Mason are are they're boys. You know, so I I don't think that he like called the dogs off, but he wasn't trying to stuff it down their throats in the fourth quarter. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like we were trying to like you know score five touchdowns in, in the second half or anything like that. So I think I mean obviously you want to score a touchdown in the second half that you know because we didn't do that. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, like I said, you know you you negate that fumble and then we put that in the end zone. You know that just makes it look so much better. People can stop bitching about not scoring a touchdown in the second half. Uh, this game this weekend is going to be a big. You know, we're going to be greasing the hinges and making sure we, we know, get all our all polished up. I mean, this is that's what this these kind of games are for. Which you know, we're not even going to talk about Murray State. So, um, well, let's about uh, let's look at the old defense. That yeah, talking about these boys. So, what what were your thoughts on the defense? Um, all in all, I loved it. The, <laughs> I, I think here's the biggest. So we looked like you said on our uh, social medias. We looked so fast. We were getting everybody was getting to the ball. I think my favorite thing by far. No, my favorite thing was Aziz just doing what he does. I, he's he's gonna turn into our best outside linebacker this year. But uh, I think my favorite thing besides that was, man, guys like Justin Young and Michael Barnett. Michael Barnett looks like he freaking chiseled out of granite, bro. <laughs> like what? Where do these guys like? I mean, Michael Barnett. I think he's been on the team for like thirty years, but he looks like a stud right now. He looks really like in great shape. Him and Justin Young played a lot, and we need them to play a lot. But Lord, I didn't know they were going to be that good. I mean, they played really well. I mean, and they're not even the starters. I mean, Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt are the two. You know, in my opinion, are the top two guys on the defensive line. But then we still have guys like Tyler Clark. I mean, all of a sudden, I'm looking at the defensive line. I'm like, man, where did we get all these guys from? <laughs> <laughs> they, and you know, man, they balled out. You know what was weird? I don't know if he's got some ailment or or something, but uh, 
Malik Herring didn't play. I don't think he played at all. Yeah, now that you mention it, I don't even I don't know if I saw him. Well, they kept showing him on the sidelines, and he kind of he was dressed out, and he had his helmet in his hand. Um, I don't think I just don't think he. I don't think he saw the field, so I, I have to think he's probably either injured or they're holding him out um, for disciplinary reasons for something. Um, but I, I didn't, I didn't see him out there. Well, the guys, uh, really, though, I mean, no real yards after after contact. I mean, it for for Vandy. I mean, our guys were there. I thought we tackled well. There was just no blown plays. Um, everybody just kind of executed across the board, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that to me that was exciting. Keyshawn Vaughn, I mean, for Vandy, uh, you could tell if that guy was on a good team, he'd be a heck of a player. I mean, that mm-hmm. guy was playing hard. And there was a couple times that he, he made some plays on us, but just because he's, he's good. He's just a good good running back. And uh, and But really, other than that, I mean, obviously inexperience from, um, uh, from uh, the quarterback point. I think Neil was the one who took the majority of the snaps. Uh, we definitely kind of disrupted him a lot more. The uh, havoc is the word that's been thrown around a lot this year. That the havoc yeah. uh, rating. Um, we were and, in there a lot. The, we broke broke containment yeah. a good. Like he or Neil kind of. I mean, the one thing was is we didn't we didn't really get in there and, and sack it. We we knocked him out of the pocket, but we've got to work on that containment. That's that's the thing that kind of got to me is we were we were we were getting a little too far outside and he was able to kind of squeak through extend yeah. the play and that was that was a one thing that I felt like we really needed to harp on and we need to is just focus on that containment because if you just collapse that pocket and just push it in on them I mean that that that's better than, than getting around them and, and, and getting to bat the ball down or something well, like that I was gonna say that the the statistics don't really show like a whole lot of havoc there we only had two time ta- I mean two sacks and I think it's a couple of tackles for loss, two or three. But there was a lot of, of plays where as long as you disrupt the quarterback, that's the goal. You don't have to have the stats to pad everything. All you got to do is be able to have a you know a QB hurry or push him out of the pocket sometimes. But I agree, sometimes you want to just collapse that thing on him, which is what we did You know, whenever we sent Channing up the middle and then Aziz <laughs> around the right side. I think Adam Anderson was coming from the left. I mean, this dude there was, was like dead. twelve. There was like 12, 15 people that were on yeah. the tackle. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, Ball State transfer, you think he ever saw something like that in the MAC? Hell no. Hell no. Uh, that's that's only speed only found in the south southeastern conference, um, but I no I mean I agree. You started to see more of that havoc though, which was good. Well, because we we were rotating, we were rotating hard, and guys were fresh, and we're just going. I mean, when you got all this talent, and like we we've talked about it for hell a year now, is you just got these guys coming in and rotating. It's fourth mm-hmm. quarter, and guys are fresh. I mean, they're ready to get after it, and, oh, yeah. and that's that's what we got to have. So, I mean, I thought defense looked well, um, and uh, special teams wise, uh, kicking was phenomenal. Uh, Rod just kind of went up there, kicked that fifty yard field goal like it was nothing. Um, I didn't even notice it until after the fact. I was like, "Crap, that was a fifty yard field goal." He just kind of went up there, and I just like, I was like, "Oh, he's got it," and he kicks it fifty yard field goal and just makes it. Um, and so, kicking was great. Uh, had the uh, Owen oh, Camarda booming punts. I mean, he kicked one punt, and uh, I can't really you can't really see it on TV, but it it, it went above the lights. 
Yeah, it was gone. It was gone. Dude, he it, looks it, vastly improved. I mean, it was a beautiful punt, and he, so I, he, that was exciting to see, and that's important to see, especially this year. We're going to need that yeah. um, to change the field, and then um, we had the one almost blocked, uh, almost blocked. Uh, it was blocked. It just. I mean, it was blocked. It just he blocked <laughs> it, and he, and he looked at it, and he was just like, "How the hell did that not?" <laughs> Dude, his his reaction made me like that was when I knew. That we weren't even like, you know, we were just playing with these guys. Oh, Whenever yeah. you're sitting there and like you're joking around about potentially blocking a kick and it still goes through, but you don't think twice about the fact that they just scored three points. That's that's all that you, that's all I need to know. Well, uh, Kirby, it was it was awesome to see Kirby was the first one on the field, like batting his helmet, just like telling him like, "Good yeah. job getting in there and and, and doing that." Because obviously, that's the kind of penetration we want. We want those kickers to see our guy on their side of the line yeah <laughs> coming out oh, yeah. that ball so that was that that was that was awesome to see so i thought special teams wise i mean then also returning kicks and stuff I, I felt pretty good about it i mean obviously their punter was not um elite or anything like that uh but i felt pretty good about it did you happen to see the um interview they had with jordan davis afterwards i i don't know who posted this or what article it was under but uh, he, he, he was talking about how they had like been practicing that they saw they saw a weakness in their in their line and their scheme for field goal kicks, and they were like, "All right, we're gonna put the beefiest dude we got <laughs> right there." And Jordan Davis apparently was like, "Man, I almost had that. <laughs> I almost had that crap." <laughs> I mean, the guy seems like he's just kind of like a you know jolly fella, like he just like kind of you know just loves playing the game, loves being coached. I mean, he came in and he was. He was out of shape, and they put him in shape, and he was all all about it. So I'm all about it, man. If you love the game and you're a hard worker, it makes everything you know go a lot smoother for you. And like, look, you just become a better player. So I did want to single out a few other guys on defense real quick. I know we had kind of moved on to special teams. I thought Mark Webb looked stupid athletic out there. I mean, he looked good. I mean, he he had he tied for the most tackles on the team with seven, which is good, but. The way that he looked moving around the field and covering that space between our safeties and linebackers was incredible. Um, I also thought that Eric Stokes looks like we may be having another top three cornerback in the country. I mean, the guy looks awesome. Uh, and then also two true freshmen, Trayvon Walker, looks all the part. I want him on the field as much as possible. Also, Nolan Smith, that play Monster. where he... Oh my gosh! Did, I mean, I mean that play where he basically overran his pursuit and then still got the guy. I was like, this kid's gonna be awesome. He's gonna be incredible. I want him on the field at all times. So, uh, man, we just gotta just got too much talent on this defense for us not to just kick everybody's ass. I didn't see. I don't know if Otis Reese got on the field, but I I, I need him on the field. I want him. He was. To be, he was. He was on the field a couple times. Was he okay? Yeah. I'm sure he. I'm sure he, at the very least, was special teams, but he probably he probably was out there for defense. Um, but uh, yeah, man, I, I think all in all, the guys that we wanted to see lead on the team on the de- defensive side, Tay, Jr., uh, Richie. I mean, those guys produced too. So, um, man, had a good old time. It's always fun to just beat an SEC opponent. It doesn't matter who they are. Yeah, a, a low stress SEC win is my favorite kind of win. Agreed. Uh, so, uh, so it was a good game. I mean, I, I felt I felt good about it. Uh, not flashy. I didn't like. I don't like making the news. Uh, I like just beating teams and just let's just get on to the next one. 
Um, yeah, so we're going to just do three quick games of the week just because there's a few good ones uh, right now. Uh, the biggest one, potentially, actually, I'd say, I don't know, it's pretty close. Texas A&M, number 12, plays Clemson, obviously number one. Uh, both teams took care of business last weekend. Uh, Clemson is favored. It's at home for Clemson in the Faux Death Valley. They're favored by 18 points, Chance. Oh, what do you think? There? Whoa, no, yeah. I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Aggies. Uh, just that's a lot. That's a lot of points. That's that's too much points in my opinion. That's ridiculous. I'm I'm gonna take Aggies too. Yeah, I don't like the Aggies. I don't like to pull for them. No, nah. uh, that's where yeah. my Jimbo, Jimbo's a snake. Yeah, uh, Jimbo sucks. But I'll be watching that game. Well, shoot, that's at three thirty. No, it's right in the middle I, of the game. That <laughs> sucks. Why do they do that stuff? I mean, I don't why know. can't we? The games that we need to have at noon, we don't have at noon. Yeah, that's that's where it bo- that's where that bothers me. Uh, so anyway, I, I'm going to take the Aggies as well. Uh, LSU and Texas. LSU's number six. Texas is number nine. Six plays nine. <laughs> LSU. It's it's at Texas. It's in Austin. Uh, LSU is favored by five and a half points. Chancey, who you got there? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna call Baton Rouge. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Tigers. I think uh, they they play good ball this weekend, and you know, Coach O. I'm I'm with Coach O. So I think that defense is too good. I think Texas is overrated because we made them overrated. So I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm, I'm going with LSU too. I'll take the uh, minus five and a half. Um, last and definitely least uh, is Stanford. They're in rank number twenty three. Play USC. That's at ten thirty. On Saturday night, USC is favored only by one and a half points. This is obviously not that interesting of a game to us, but I had to make it three. So we put, you know, a traditionally, supposedly a good rivalry back in the day, but not anymore. So anyway, who you got there, Stan? Uh, Chancy? Uh, I'll go with. Wait, you said who? What was the spread? Uh, USC one and a half. Oh, I'll go with. Uh, I'll go with Stanford. I'll go with the, the Smarties. Well, I, I, and I absolutely and I have absolutely no idea about anything about their team. I, I watched USC play horribly the, that night, but um, I'm going to go. Dude, the entire Pac-12 sucks. I mean, it, even yeah. like Oregon might be. I mean, they'll definitely be like the best team. In the, I mean, them in Utah, but these two teams suck. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> Just a traditional rivalry. I'm going to go with the card uh, Cardinal too. I don't want to pull for the Trojans, so. Anyway, we're just going to pick the same teams every week and uh, see how it goes. <laughs> um, well, anyway, I'm uh, planning on being in Athens for the game. You're going to be here too, right? I mean, you're not going to miss the home opener. I will uh, I will absolutely be there. I'm heading uh, – I'll be heading up Friday, so I will, uh, I'll see you on Friday. I'm definitely going to be there. Good. Well, let's uh, – uh, I got – we got the Sanye staying with us. Uh, maybe more. I don't know if they – uh, have heard this uh you haven't called me or anything so you don't have a reservation <laughs> gonna need you to uh get on that <laughs> um but anyway yeah we'll uh yeah we'll get together on friday have a good old time let's enjoy the i mean hell this is this is what we've been waiting for man let's let's have a game in athens baby uh looking forward to it we'll uh i'll uh, sign off say good dogs brother dogs on top see, see you later bye dogs Maybe everything that dies someday he comes back. Put your makeup on.
long, sniff your hair up.